My skin is black. What you looking at? My skin is black. I feel so good to be black right now. (laughs) All right. Welcome to episode 86 of the Black in Fashion podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. And of course, we cannot join or start any podcast without acknowledging our amazing Black-owned sponsors. Shout out to Thrifty Girl Online. They have chic quality and affordable fashion. They have new styles dropping every week. And then they'll have your wardrobe for the summer looking amazing. It's actually owned by Patrice Barber. She's based in Chicago and has built her business up in a very, very short time. Um, Make sure you guys check out Shop Brownstone. The Brownstone Experience is a wellness, fashion, and beauty experience experience inside of a black uh, women's community. They are currently sourcing black owned designers to add to their monthly collections. They are open to building creative partnerships with black owned products brands. They party, um, they understand that the old retail model does not work um, for both parties and they are ready to create a new and innovative approach to meet their clients. So make sure you guys check out Shop Brownstone. They're actually based in Dallas, Texas. So, you know, we like to travel all over the U.S. here. So today I am joined with Kelvin. Kelvin is a designer. Thank you so much for being here today, Kelvin. Well, thank you for having me. So, uh, my first segment, you know, I like to start off like a little icebreaker. It's called This or That. Okay. And you'll just tell me which one you prefer over the other one. All right. All right. Cool. Trenches or motorcycle jackets? Trenches. V-necks or crew necks? Crew. Um, Nike or Adidas? <sighs> yep, that's the one. Damn. It's always that one that stumps them. You know what? Adidas. <laughs> Adidas. The three stripes over the check. So the, it's mm. a reason for that, though. Okay. And if, most likely we'll probably get into it later. Okay. All right. All right. I got you. I got you. Um, I probably already know the answer to this, but I was going to say uh, fedoras or baseball caps. Baseball caps. Baseball caps. Okay. <laughs> All right. And then are you a chain guy or are you like a watch guy? Well, might be both. <laughs> I'm actually a ring guy. A ring guy? Oh, mm-hmm. that's a new Watches. Guy. I just need a good watch. Okay. I like with it. I like it. All right. So, Kevin, uh, just kind of start off. Tell me a little bit about, like, where you're from, your background, um, where you grew up, siblings, all that good jazz. What influenced you? Right on. Um, I'm from New Jersey, South Jersey to be exact. Uh, I got two little brothers, King David and Prince Drew. How cute. Um, they, they big now, so like, <laughs> they grow. Um, I mean, as far as like my background or the fashion or just like no, me in just general. You. Oh, yeah, to so, to know you. Oh, understandable, <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm 29 years old. Uh, I used to play football and run track. Um, I got out of, well, I've always been doing it. Um, I grew up in a very like country, country like so football Family. is like a thing, like like everybody goes yeah, to football yeah, yeah. games every week. Kind Country of thing. Te- like we we're we're a football town. Gotcha. We're a sports just like area in general. Um, I grew up in like a country family. Um, we farm. We have our own chickens. Like oh. we do a lot of things hands on. I've been doing electric since I was like seven years old. Um, dad, what else? I I used to draw on everything. Uh-huh. I used to tag the side of the crib and everything. Like when I was a kid, I was I don't, I've, I've always been into the art thing. Uh-huh. Um, That's a else? good mix because I found I figure that people who usually do like farm and country they are like so far, far behind artistry and like creativity. Mm-hmm. So it's nice that you like got like like that little nice little mixture. Yeah, it's, it's like a, it's a fine balance though, and it's actually crazy because um, my grandmother. And my grandfather, they live like where the fields and stuff is, and like where the chickens are. But I live more in the city, so gotcha. I'm always my me and my grandma is like 
freaking fright. Almost. And then that's like where the influence for like the clothes and like the sewing comes from. Right. But yeah, she gave me my first sewing machine and I uh-huh. didn't I had no I had no reason I didn't know why she gave it to me. She was just like, Look, you gonna need this and I'm like, okay, like I'm fresh in football season. I'm like, right. What are you talking about? Well I don't need no sewing machine. Right. <laughs> right. And um but for the most part, yeah, I'm like, that's who I am. I'm like I've been doing the same thing since I was a young boy. Been making music since I was like sixteen. I don't really dibble and dabble into it too much because this takes so much of my time. But mm-hmm. when I can write for people or when I can like feature or do some things, I do what I do. Um, but I'm a real simple girl, a real simple dude. I don't really I, do too much. I love the fact that you're a granny baby. Oh I'm yeah, a granny baby. I got my first sewing machine from my granny. I got it when I was like eight. She taught me how to sew. She That's actually it's funny because my team this week um, at my at my business. I hadn't been there in like a week. We transitioned to a new space. Word. And then we got to the new space, and they had like this whole brunch like prepared for me and stuff. It was so cute. And then they gave me my granny scissors and a frame. Mm. The first pair. And I, when I tell you, I started I balling. I, I started. <laughs> and I couldn't find them. And I've had these scissors since I was like seven. So I could not find them since it saved life me. And then it was in a frame, and it was my grandmother's scissors, and it had the ribbon cut in from when I opened up the studio. And I was just mm. like, I literally, it was the ugly tears. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was granny, one of them. It was just snot and everything. Me huh? and my granny is <laughs> like freaking frack. I talked to her. I talked to my granny when I talked to my mom. Like, me and my granny yeah, are like, like that because we just got like that. I don't know, something like that that bond with your grandmother, especially if she's the one that like put like a lot of seeds and roots into you. Mm-hmm. Like that's my granny too. My grandma put me on. On, right? Like, the grannies <laughs> be putting you on to for everything real. and even in life. Like yeah. my granny. And like for me, I, I could I could smoke with my granny, I could drink with my granny. Yeah. Like my granny is like that. Like she's like a ball of fun. That's far. Yeah, she's the matriarch. So what inspired the name of your company? Um, and what is like your mission and like vision behind your company? Uh, so not many are like us. Really, was built from seeing how like you are with your family, like at the barbecue or something, or like even when you with your friends and y'all together. And you know, most of the time when you got a clique of people, like you only stick with your clique of people. Mm-hmm. Not most of the time, but like you know, that's what usually what it is. And it's a situation where you pull you know knowledge from different places, and then you bring it together with the same goal, whether it's monetarily, physically, or you know, spiritually. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you guys are able to put that goal into perspective. And then when you come together and you actually get to that point where y'all popping that champagne and y'all like, yo, we did it. That's the point where you can look at each other and be like, not many are like us. So mm-hmm. that's like really where it stemmed from. Um, but it's, it's, it's built off family. Like I wear the number four. Mm-hmm. I've never wore the number four in sports or nothing, but I wear the number, number four because I do everything for the family. And that's what I believe in, whether it's the family that's blood or the family that you actually created yourself. Gotcha. Um, OTF. Word. <laughs> Facts. I like and, it. Um, but the, not, but the, 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 oh, and the acronym itself uh, is, is pronounced MALU. Okay. Um, I created the, na- the, created the word, and the word means unite. Okay. Um, and that came from, like, Tumblr type stuff. When I was a young boy, I would always make, like, um, my name, like, very rare something or... It was something that had to be something. It was something that always catered to like a difference, but I felt like it was too egotistical to put into a brand, mm-hmm. and it was more about me. And I didn't want it to be so much about me. I wanted it to be about everybody else more so than anything, because I wanted to cater to them. Okay. Um, and then I was like, okay, so it's not that not many are like you, and then it popped up when I was like, all right, not many are like us, and then I used the acronym, and I'm like, dag, like people gonna think that might be 
African or something, or they going to pronounce it wrong. Uh-huh. And it was like, even if they pronounce it wrong, it's a conversation going on, so I didn't mind it. And then when I came with Malu, I'm like, that ain't even sound far. Like, it sound like when I say that or somebody else says it, 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 it'll ring bell. So that's what that's where it came from. I like that. Okay. So I want to say, I guess I want to ask, why did you choose the fashion industry? Is it because of Granny? Or like, what made you go that direction opposed to, like, the music direction and, like, more mm-hmm. of the farming? Like, because it seemed like the fashion was the, the number one choice. Yeah, so, um, my Uncle Wesley, and he, this is my road, though. I don't even really consider him my uncle. I, he, like, my brother. Um, if you ever, like, watch, like, Paid in Full, like, when Mitch come in and Sonny cleaning his sneakers and he like oh he he had dirty sneakers he like come on like you gonna look like a pooper like you right. gotta clean your sneaks <laughs> and my uncle used to put me on and like even when we was younger when he was doing this thing in the hood or like riding around the city he would come pick me up and he would take me to all the stores and he would like grab me the new balances with the with the reflector uh in on it we have met like i'm talking about back when we was wearing denim suits all the way down and they had the gold chain and the turtleneck i've on. seen somebody one of those on recently right <laughs> and um he he kind of like inspired me a lot, and then he uh, he went to he went to jail unfortunately, and it was at a young age. But that's when we was wearing big clothes anyway. Mm-hmm. So I went through all his clothes and just was wearing everything, and I was peeping like how the, the actual texture and like things different th- different different things felt. Um, I had my first uh, authentic Lamar Odom jersey and my first pair of like bleach jeans. They was like a Nietzsche or something like that, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, it's up. Cause I started pulling up to school. Did you did you rock with Fubu? Oh yeah, of course. I'm like one thing I can say is like I've always been all about the black owned mm-hmm. everything. I come from a political background too. My grandfather, um, actually was the president of the South Jersey chapter of NAACP. Oh, that's what's up. So like as far as politics and like just understanding, um, just black everything, mm-hmm. I've always been into it. So um, but that's really where that came from, and then. I started seeing that I couldn't find clothes for myself that would match like my my sneaks, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm gonna just paint on these t-shirts, and I'm gonna do whatever I need to do to like get some get some stuff done. So that's where it came from. Gotcha. I think you just answered my second question. Well, no. Yo, so your previous collection, where did that the inspiration come from? That Dang. was it, Uncle. Was nah, so the, the previous collection, honestly, which I, I don't want to necessarily call it a collection, but I was sitting at the crib, um, and I had mad inventory in the house, and I was trying to figure out one what I was going what I was going to do with it, and two I was spending money on like brands that I liked, mm-hmm. and um, I wanted to just make something for myself, and a lot of the times I'm realizing when I make something for myself, people be like. Why can't we get that? Of course. <laughs> right. So I'm sitting in the house, and uh, my little brother just had his first college game, which I'm excited about. And um, I'm sewing on my machine. I'm showing people how I package the orders, and they see my hoodie. They're like, yo, we need that. We need that. I'm like, all right, well, I'm about to drop at seven. Like, pull up. Gotcha. Y'all want, like, let me see how this goes. And then that happened. And then from there, I just ran with it. Do you, like, sew everything yourself? Some things I sew. So, so this is how it goes. I'll go get, like, a mask amount of t-shirts um or like hats whatever the case may be but when it comes to like cutting sew pieces that actually match the tees mm-hmm. i do that myself gotcha. um i'm actually at the point now where i can't do it by myself anymore so uh, i'm hit when i when i got the email i was like i was bird, <laughs> I I bird man hands real quick and um and also too like to, but we'll talk about that in a second uh-huh. but um but yeah for the most part that's what i do gotcha. um 
and yeah, so it's I, I wholesale a lot of things, and then for the special pieces, I make myself, and I also like to do like special things for people. Like I'll put your initials on it or make it really okay. for you. And I'm trying to get to a point now where I can get certain people's like clients that I know I can put that that I can get like a retainer from on a monthly. I'll get your measurements, mm-hmm. and I'll put your measurements in there for you specifically. So when you get your clothes, it's like no, this is my oh that's pair smart. Of pants, I like that. You know, and I and I. Definitely, like, say, like, anybody that you know you're going to have a good client, like, treat them the way that you want to treat them because they always going to come back. And, of course, word of mouth is going to give you that, too. And imagine if I'm able to get a team of tailors that to be able to do that and we each have five or six clients and then be able to move them around and do different things. Like, come so on. that's like the Come dream. on, multiple streams of revenue. Yeah. That's what I, I guess that's what I do. <laughs> that's everything. what you do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Got the team to... Right have a whole bunch of clients. Right. Okay, so um, what has your experiences been so far, like as a black male in fashion? Like, have you found it like challenging at all? Like, has it been on the easier side for you? Do you feel like you lack recognition? Like, has it like basically was it hard to get on, or do you feel like you are honestly in your own lane? Because that's how I be feeling. I'm like, I ain't trying yeah. to get to nobody lane. Like, I'm not Thanks. trying to get on to a certain thing. But I do hear it a lot. Like, you know, it's hard to just break into this industry. It's just like you can create your own opportunities in my mind. But what are your like, your thoughts on that? I've never wanted to even be nobody else except for me. And that goes along with my brand, too. It's like if I go somewhere and I see somebody's business model, I see the business model, I may be able to see what you do and be inspired by it, but it's always a not many are like us way to do it. Mm-hmm. Because if that if I don't do it like me, then that basically goes against what I you know what I stand for in the first place. But coming into the industry, I didn't even try to like hop into anything. Um I was on Instagram and Instagram see me go from not knowing how to sew to knowing how to sew mm-hmm. to starting a brand to LLC and like everybody seeing me go from Sorry, step by step. So it so it was kind of a thing to where it was like Clapping me on like mm-hmm. last like you know, hundred of a four hundred meter race race, and now I know for a fact that I have my core people, so that's who I feed off of. And up. then because of that, other people come in and they see the story and they go back down my Instagram. They're like, "Yo, like you really, you really doing this?" And I'm like, "I'm honestly just trying to figure it out because mm-hmm. as I'm moving now, I'm still trying to figure it out." And if you want to be, if you want to keep it a hundred, in them times where I don't know what's going on, it's usually like the little box that come down my timeline, and it's like gray, got black lettering, and it's like giving me a little bit of information. A quote. <laughs> a quote that be like, yo, if you're a designer, like make sure you're not doing this and that. It's from a the Instagram that I follow. It's fire. Um, I wake but, up every single morning and think of something to say to designers. Yeah, and it's crazy because. It's a girl that um, she does the same thing I do. She's from Philly, mm-hmm. and I definitely want to shout her out. Um, her clothing line is called ADW. ADW. And she she was the one that posted something that you said, and I followed from her. Gotcha. Okay. And I was like, okay, this is lit. But when I actually got the email, I'm like, she probably going to wild out when she see me on this joint. Oh. <laughs> oh, the she girl? Fo- yeah, because oh, she okay. followed you too. Her name is Adriana. Okay. Um, Wait, well, yeah, I mean, look up Adriana. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, her, ADW, be... <laughs> it's ADW underscore, and she just put out a fire collection too. Yeah. All, all the whole collection sold by her. She got like somebody to knit everything. Like she, she, she the real deal. Yeah, I was like, get her, get her on here. I don't want her to nah, feel yeah. slanted. <laughs> I don't want her to feel slender. Yeah. Get her on, get her on board. Yeah, right on. That's what's up. I'm glad that, because like, 
I, I really do think of that shit in the morning. Like, in the morning, I get up. That's usually the first thing I do when I roll over. It's just like, all right, what am I going to say this morning? Like, what what can I think of? And I usually, I sit there for like five minutes. I figure it out. I'm like, somebody needs this information, and I just say it. So, Yo. I used to, somebody, I used to like try to pre-plan them, but I can't. Like, it literally got to roll off my head in the morning, and then yeah. I can like write those things and like put them out there. Because those hit different. Even if they, even though they're coming down the timeline, we feel it. That's what's up. Especially like, people like me too, because... You know that mental part of this of this situation to really oh, yeah. get you, and and it's always like either one little situation or like maybe a song you listening to or whatever. But it's it. random and it'll come through and you like that. That's exactly what I needed. Now I'm up and now I got the juice flowing after that like that hour when I get warmed up and I'm in the game now. So yeah. you need that. That's that. That's that motivation in the morning. Cause, and even after I do that, then I meditate. Then I work with my crystals. <laughs> then I burn my sage. Because yeah. you got to keep it mental. It be seeming like everything is going great. But I have those same those same things. Like, I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm still trying to... I'm going to be honest. I'm still trying to figure it out. Because even, if, even with this and this business and stuff like that, it's still growing. It's still mm-hmm. the beginning. Like, I'm just in the beginning stages of it. So, I'm still figuring it out every day. So, like, having your mental together is elite. Is like, it? you got to keep it up up top here because if not you yeah. drive yourself crazy and for people sure. People don't understand that. They don't mm-hmm. be realizing like look like if I ain't right I can't create. I can't do nothing. I, I'm sitting <laughs> it be times where I be like I ain't doing nothing. Like, <laughs> I had those and I had to you know I had to stop and I had read this book or whatever it was just like stop judging your self worth based on your productivity. It's okay not to do shit. Yo. Like it's okay. Like you, like as much as hard as you work. Like, and I had to really stop doing that because when I don't do nothing, I, I used feel to like super I super duper hard on myself. Yeah, but when you take a step back and say productivity, don't judge myself worth, and I'm like, it don't. If I ain't doing shit today, tomorrow, or the next day, it's okay because I have to be mentally there to make things happen, to do right. things, to help others, so. to give my best. Because I don't want to mm-hmm. shortchange y'all. Facts. Yeah. So. Yeah. So what are? Do you feel like there are any stigmas that are placed on like? urban brands in the fashion industry because I feel like that's a lot like people not to say that you are just like urban brands in general because for me when I just see people just throw stuff on t-shirts I'm like ah oh, you're a graphic designer you ain't you ain't necessarily a designer um it just depends on it so it's <laughs> that's you know, funny it's I'm like, funny you saying that because I'm, I'm ready to talk about it but all right let's yeah. talk <laughs> um and you so, don't know how to, people don't know how to sell people. Like, some basic techniques of a designer, I feel like you need to have. Even right. if you're not still doing it. Like, I don't right. sew as much as I used to. I still know how to, though. Like, I don't, but like... But you're not do, supposed to. Yeah. You know, you're not supposed to sew as much as you... Like, as yeah, as you but it's like, before. people will let us be fashion designers and legit, it'd be like, um, what's that? Times New Roman italic mm-hmm. on a t-shirt? And I'm just yeah. like, okay. Yeah. A gilding t-shirt. Yeah. Hey, so, what's up? <laughs> it's... I'm happy you saying that because like it's times where for me, I'm like, for me to be for you to call me a fashion designer and for me to call you a fashion designer, it makes me kind of like upset sometimes because I really I really didn't know nothing. Mm-hmm. I took that time. I sat with them tailors. Right. I took that time. I figured out how to put take apart and put the, put my drawing back together when my sewing machine mess up. Mm-hmm. Like it was times where like sketching was like after the sewing machine, mm-hmm. and it's like you call yourself a fashion designer, which I'm not knocking anybody that does it, but I see you as I see you as a graphic designer with a relationship to somebody that can make you a tangible product. So, in that sense, 
That's who I. That's yeah. I feel the same as that. Yeah, way. they're designer. Like I'm not knocking that you're a designer. You're just not a fashion designer. That's yeah. the only thing. Like, I was like maybe design. you were. You could be a visionary. I tell some people, I'm like you're a visual designer. Like you got it all up here, but you ain't really a designer. Yeah. You're a visionary. So I get it. You got great ideas, but yeah. you don't have execution. To me, if you're a fashion designer, you know how to do execution, whether you're doing it or not. Yes. Whether I give it to you, if I give it to somebody else to do, I got to be able to explain what I want done, not them telling me what needs to be done. Right. You feel me? Like that's that's to me the difference. You got to be able to different. Yeah. If I can tell you, and, and then you, and I don't need you to tell me what to do. Like that's I guess yeah. that's my correlation to the if difference. If somebody was to open a, if somebody was to take a seam ripper and take apart a, a, a garment. They would not know what was in inside of that garment. Okay. They would not know what those folds are. They would mm-hmm. not know to cut a corner when you're doing a, a square stitch, yeah. like okay. so that way you so that way you can actually poke out the uh, seam, like, the seam, like <laughs> so there'd be a fresh corner. Like right. people don't be knowing that stuff. Yeah. It's like I didn't see people uh, <laughs> lay down a pair of jeans and then like trace it and cut yeah. it out, and I'm just like, but where's the crotch? Like. <laughs> Yeah, it's certain things. Like, I was seeing certain stuff, and I'm just like, how did you think that that was going to... Then they'd be mad when it don't turn out right. I'm like, but how did you think that was going to work? Like, And mm-hmm. I've seen it happen in t-shirts and hoodies. Like, mm-hmm. they put down a t-shirt or whatever, and then they just go around it, and then they just... But then they sew a seam here, mm-hmm. and then they just make this whole one big old seam, which is fine if you're doing mm-hmm. a raglan, but it just... Yeah. It's it like... I'm just like... Just, just go, go sit with a tailor. <laughs> like, yeah. like, go sit with a tailor. Go learn something, you know. And I just feel like learn your craft. That's like my. That's how I feel. It's like just take the time out before you start to label yourself and anything because it's like, that's like going to somebody that been in the game for thirty years mm-hmm. and you expecting to get paid the same amount as them. Mm-hmm. It's like yo, like. And you don't have no, the same respect either. Like for me, I did a uh, podcast with Jay Alexander, the guy who owns mm-hmm. Fubu or whatever. I did a podcast with him a couple weeks ago, and that's how and he has a mentorship program for like young designers and stuff like that. And he helps them. And then our conversation was super duper interesting because he's just like people don't want to work for it no more. Like you into like a I want it now type of thing. Like everybody is like instant like instant fashion yeah. designer like they don't want to go through like the process and the steps and know there is a lot behind it and then it's not just the design like yo you gotta gotta market it you gotta you know you gotta and there's a difference between advertising i'm sorry there's a difference between pr marketing and advertising like they're mm-hmm. completely different and like knowing the difference between the two and actually executing all of the things so his conversation is just like he literally was basically telling me that he ain't got a respect for nobody who don't want to learn and he said he got a lot of people that's like, you know, how did you get people started? I want to do this. I want to go do that. And then when he actually started to tell them the things they need to do, they don't want to do them. They went yeah. and got the machines and sold them joints in themselves the in the basement. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's what he was Fubu. saying. That, that's it's he, like, yeah. people don't realize that. It's like, yo. You got to do the work. You have to do the work. And you mm-hmm. and it takes time to do it. Like, mm-hmm. you got to. A lot of this stuff, especially in the fashion industry, I try to tell people, like, this is not no microwave bro you got to put it in a crock pot it's a slow roast it's going to take all day to get that meat to fall off the bone and once you get there is it that satisfaction is what you're waiting for you Mm. can't be doing this stuff thinking that it's just going to pop off the way you want it to then because you're not in here for the long run then my oxtail was falling off the bone last night so i know they slow roasted those (laughs) (laughs) yeah like Like, you gotta take your time with everything yeah i definitely get that so tell me how did you go about like building like your social media following I don't know, like, it's kind of... Do you honestly, utilize, like, the promotional thing, like, the tools or anything, or do you just, like, you just got a consistent schedule on how you post, or... So, at first, um, a lot of the stuff was built around, like, the stuff I was doing in college. Okay. I went to HBCU. So, Which me one? being... 
I went to Shaw University in, in Raleigh. It's a private school. Okay. Um, but um, that started because I was in like SGA. I played football, ran track, so I was around a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But when I got home, uh, it stemmed from me like starting to do like modeling and different things like that. I was in like crowds mm-hmm. that were able to. I was in. I was with like people that were the influencers and were the guys that knew how to do the Instagram stuff. Mm-hmm. And what I would do was, was I would be around them, um, and I would learn what they were doing. And then slowly but surely, I would just know what Instagram like or my follower like, and I would gain followers that way. I'm not necessarily good at Instagram, honestly. Gotcha. The following that I do have, like, it's not. It's 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 more than most people, but. I honestly just I'll be posting and be like, yo, I hope they like it. <laughs> That's all you can do though. And somebody yeah. somebody's gonna end up liking it. So I have another segment in my show called It's a Success. Well, it's a disaster. Okay. <laughs> and it's a success, it's a disaster is actually brought to you by street politicians. They're more than just an apparel brand. They're a brand that is here to represent a positive image in our community and that everyone doesn't see. Shop with them. Check out Street Politicians. They're actually based in Cali. And also check out Carrot Kinks. It's a hair rejuvenation oil that helps promote healthy hair growth, decreases split ends and breakage. The aroma is divine and your scalp will shine. Now, it's a success. It's a disaster. That was a I want you to segue. S- it is. Yeah, yo, that was a great segue. Try, I went try. to school for mass communication, so like, the way you did that. Oh. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I that. that was a good job. I'll be making shit up as I go, to be honest. I ain't got no I'll just be going with it. Yeah. Um, so basically, I want you to tell me about a time in your business where something went to hell. Like it was a complete disaster, but what you learned from it and how you may have established a new practice in your business because of what you learned from that lesson. So I went and I tried to do manufacturing for the first time through somebody else. Um, not saying that it wasn't a it 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 was a, it was a disaster for me because I can just tell that the product wasn't gonna be what I wanted necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um and then at that point I knew I needed to learn more. And once I seen that, I'm like, okay, like I put this money out without even thinking about it. Um I I just wanted to get a good product, and mm-hmm. I started seeing like the difference. Then when I got product back, it was like water damage on like some of it. Some of they didn't, none of them fit the way that they needed to fit. Was it USA based? No, they were in Pakistan. Oh, actually, they were in Pakistan. Yeah, they were in Pakistan. Pakistan. Okay. Um, but it was a thing where it was just like, oh yeah, well you can just like tell them, tell me what you want. I'll text them. I'll tell them everything. I'll do this. I'll do that. He was an agent. In a sense. Since, okay. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. So, and granted, it wasn't like, this is one of my friends too. Like, she cool people. But it for me and how I seen, you know, the process go down, I'm like, I wish I had more of a say-so here. I wish I had more of a say-so there. I kind of feel like it was an impulse thing and it wasn't something. And I never really jump on impulse when it comes to stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And uh, when that happened, I'm like, okay, like. It it wasn't a disaster because I learned from it and now I know exactly what to see in certain you know spots or like um, circumstances if that gotcha. makes sense. Yeah, you need to always be in control and know what's going on. Cut the middleman. Yeah. <laughs> Cut the middleman. I agree. So tell me about like some maybe some marketing or like branding strategies you're thinking about like implementing for your launch because I, it's funny because I always tell people. 
stay on the fashion shows because I don't feel like they make money. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you spend your time like trying to create everything for like yeah, the runway and that. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then you you literally get stressed out and you don't make no money. So like, what do you do? I guess to put the product out there, like you feel like pop-up shops is great. Like mm-hmm. trunk shows, like direct to consumers, social media campaigns, which you said you're that big on social, but how do you brand the products and stuff like that without doing like that, that regular retail model? I understand. Um, so for me, I'm actually in a space where I, um, I utilize, dang, like I, I wish I could, cause I feel like, I'm still young, and I ain't even really get to certain points yet. It's a stepping stone. You right. There. So what I do is is I, I create the story, mm-hmm. and I make the story lead up to the actual drop. So like I show people the process gotcha. and make them fiend for it. Like, yo, what is he doing? Gotcha. And then I and then I base the situation from that, and I kind of see how they bite, and then I give them a little bit more. Then I'll give them a little bit more. And then what I do is I start putting it out there to where they start seeing it. Mm-hmm. And then once they start seeing it, they're like, but how does they? How do they have it? Right. And um, it's kind of like I tease them. And then once I give it to them, I'm like, look, it's happening right now. If you don't get it, that's I'm your fault. Gone. So get ready for the next one. To the point to where it's like you almost guaranteed to like not get it. Especially if you don't, you know pay attention for like the first hour or so. Gotcha. Um, but now I think for my next one, what I'm going to end up doing is, is I'm going to do a lot of advertising, like you were saying. Gotcha. You know what's crazy? I actually think that the way you're doing it now works. You know, you can, I mean, of course you can always bump up and like use like mm-hmm. the, you know, the social media like tools or whatever to like mm-hmm. promote it. But the teasing, it creates, first of all, it creates exclusivity, but then it also is like a data for you to understand how many pieces you probably should make of everything that's and exactly how much to invest into it. And honestly, that's what I teach in my classes <laughs> uh, to test the market, mm-hmm. like to kind of put it out there, put out those teasers so you can figure out what you want to do. And that's how I do my own products too. So, and I only create when I feel like I'm doing a travel collection, but what I've been doing is I've been throwing up a picture of the process the same exact way because it's just like people are like what's going on mm-hmm. when is it dropping oh i can't wait so now right. I'm like, okay this picture got this many likes this one got this many i'm probably gonna make more of the the duffel than i make of the tote or yes. i'm gonna make more of this than i make of that this color seems like people are in tune with this one i'm probably gonna do that but i use that mm-hmm. those inches of like throwing it out there mm-hmm. to kind of figure out what i need to produce so that's a good method i don't think i would suggest that you do more is like put a put a promo on it that's so that's Put what the I'm promos on it, but like them. keep doing it exactly the way you're doing it, but throw a promo on it every mm-hmm. now and then so that it reaches more than just like the your immediate followers and then make the promo intentional. Like put a certain area on it, put an age range on it, put all that on it. Swear so, you're golden. <laughs> I feel like you said that since you said that, it's putting me in the right perspective because I've literally I so I had surgery last month. Um and I had I couldn't do nothing for two weeks with like killed me. Mm-hmm. But it showed me that it was like, nah, bro, like you can actually sit down and it's okay. So what I did was I was watching Facebook ad YouTube videos and mm-hmm. watching podcasts on it. So I have a plan right now. Gosh, and what it is, is is I told myself like, all right, we're going to drop. So for whoever watching the live, y'all about to get the scoop. Um, <laughs> we're going to drop like simple seams. I call this simple seams. Oh, wow. This is like the simple stuff where I just put the the, the, the logo on it mm-hmm. and I make sure that there are certain colors so that way you can put it together with certain outfits. Gotcha. Um so I'm putting out simple seams, I'm doing T shirts and stuff like that, but for this whole summer, I'm getting the collection together 
And then I got my boy. We already about to rent out the studio. We gonna actually do. And I already looked up some um, some uh, like reference videos that I want to kind. I want to make a true story, like because I want to try to take the product, put it in, put it in, uh, 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 put it behind the camera, put the story on it, and then see how I can actually get people to buy into the story. Like a documentary. Not a documentary, but like Mm -hmm. more like a movie. Oh. But they're like short films, kind of like fashion on film. Exactly, okay. but it's like, but it, but the fact it's kind of like the PG Lang just did with Calvin Klein. What they did was they had like Ryan Destiny and then like her boyfriend in there, mm-hmm. and it's literally like day to day, like yo, what you put your Keith jeans Powers. in the freezer for? Keith Powers. Yeah. That's what I, I said. His name wrong. No, you say her boyfriend. Oh yeah, well, so the, <laughs> I'm actually, like, I don't know. I know See, her though. I, I know him though. So, but but he's like, I know, I know him. So we, but, we got it. <laughs> So with that, like the way that they did that, it was like, yo, like what you put my jeans in the freezer for? Stuff like that just to come up with like concepts because Malu is a conceptual street prep goods uh, mm-hmm. brand. So I want to come up with the concept. I want it to come through cinematically, but the stuff that they're wearing is like, I think uh, actually uh, Kirby just did it with the last pair of Moss John with the, and, and, and the way he doing it is like, okay, that's what y'all doing. I'm like y'all. Like I'm oh just God. as I know I can be just as good as y'all. So it's like if I know I get the right cameras, I know I get the right setting. I can put this. I can put the cinematic thing together up in Absolutely. my head, Absolutely. and then from there we gonna promo that joint. I like that. And then that. coming the winter, I'm gonna bust them over the head. And I'm gonna show them the difference. I make clothes. <laughs> I design clothes. I design clothes, and I I have a brand. And y'all take advantage of the internet, right? Like. Like I wanted to really be like the like now nah, like like the dude from Casablanca he came out two years ago took over and now they trying to say that he the Gen Z Hermes. Yeah, that's inaccurate. <laughs> but but like but, but like that's the way they, they popped off. So but it's like for the for the media to to give him that recognition for me is like okay like they they see how he's moving and they can they can tell. Yeah. It's like oh he got something up his sleeve mm-hmm. and the thing about it is is like. All this stuff that I'm doing is giving me is get is has been given to me from God, so it's endless. Right, facts. So, I'm just ready to to really put it into work this summer. I'm just that's what's up. Cooking. Come on, talking about cooking. All right, so our last segment is called "It's the Muse." Leads right into the question: Do you have any advice you want to give to anyone that's like? I ain't got to be starting now. Just anyone as a whole. And when I mean advice, I want like a like. A book, or like an affirmation, or mm-hmm. like a mantra, or something in that that you feel like anybody that's pursuing entrepreneurship as a whole needs to take a look at, or mentorship, or anybody like maybe somebody that inspires you. Okay, um, one thing I always well, I'm, 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 my grandmother as well. She put my foundation in God. I firmly believe that you need to believe in somebody other than yourself in order to realize that this fight ain't yours. Mm-hmm. And that he and as long as you know that you good that joy comes in the morning, you can always get through the next day. And to be honest with you, twenty four hours is just twenty four hours. So as long as you can get to the next one, you're gonna be alright. Um but as far as um Amuse. Amuse, I use me personally. I like to listen to interviews on other people's uh, creative abilities, whether it's Daniel Arsham and like a sculptor attitude or whether it's like Virgil or it could be anybody mm-hmm. to listen to how their brains work. 
Gotcha. So that way, when you're going into a situation, um, especially if you're trying to create a certain collection or you want to tap into a certain creative mm -hmm. uh, part of your brain, they may be able to say something to you that will trigger you to say, oh, okay, I can look at it this way and then actually see, you know, what I want to create from a different corner of mm -hmm. the room than what I'm looking at. Um, also, too... As far so I I go to a lot of museums. Mm -hmm. I like I get like. I, That's how you get your inspiration. Yeah. I just went to Cause on Friday. We I'm, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I just we went on Friday. On the 20th, <laughs> that was second. And I I went like two weeks before that just to go to like the regular museum. So I didn't been to Brooklyn Museum twice mm -hmm. in like two weeks. I'd be like that's how I get my inspiration. Too. Yeah. So I try not to actually get my inspiration from other fashion brands. I try mm -hmm. to look at other artists and other mediums so that way I'm not. Cause you know sometimes when you. Are talking to somebody and then like two months later they'll like be like oh I came up with this idea and it's like bro I planted that seed low key I'm not gonna say that to you I'm gonna let you be great but I planted that seed uh -huh. and um I try to like do that and I also I get up every day at a certain time I take time for myself so I would say get up you know take your shower do your praying doing whatever it is that you need to do as far as getting your mind right because at the end of the day there is no brand if it ain't no you. And you have to do exactly what you were saying. Get your sage together. Get your, you you know. You I know. swing. I got to swing in my backyard. Oh, that's I loud. swing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to I gotta rock. Like, yeah. And I rock and I have my little sage and I just be back there swinging, like Word. getting it together. <laughs> it got to a point where I just was like, all right. I, I, I started getting up and I wouldn't, I wouldn't actually talk until 12 o'clock. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take, or I wouldn't speak or say anything into the world until like 12, until I knew for a fact that it was like, okay, like I'm here. Um, and there's other times where I, I would get up and I would turn on a certain music. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people don't realize that they work better with certain music. Everybody can't listen to the turn up. Um, I'm more with like, especially music too. Um, I try to use music as a, as a way of, um, of inspiring me as well. Because it get, it puts you in a different type of mood. Hmm. I'm hoping I'm answering your question and I'm not rambling. Um, but that's honestly what I do. I really try to vibe out. You know, I put on Cool in the Gang, Summer Madness, the hour version on YouTube, and I just vibe. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, I enjoyed that. Thank you for enjoying me today. Coming no, in I today. I appreciate that. It was great. Love all your. Love all your feedback. Love all your conversations. So it's always good to have someone in here like that has like you know a to me like a like mind. Like oh yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, like yeah. to have like a like mind. So on that note, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. And as I always say, stay black. Peace out. Peace. <laughs>